This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. That's so good to be here on a Sunday when we're not melting in the sun. I'm grateful for that. Might be a little chilly, but I'm I just I'm still a year and a half from Canada, so this isn't cold yet, so I'm loving it. It's all good. Hey, my name's Joel. If you don't know who I am or if you're fairly new to New Life, I'm just glad that you're here to be a part of what we're doing today. I'm, I'm one of our pastors here, and we're in this awesome opportunity of time to figure out how to be church in the middle of a pandemic. And like, like sometimes we've gotten it right, and then sometimes we're like, shouldn't have done that. But we're figuring it out, and I'm so glad that you're with us in this adventure along the way. We've got one more outdoor service after this Sunday before we're back inside, and I'm so excited to take those steps together as we're moving forward into the other side of COVID, whatever that's going to look like together as a church. So I'm excited that we get to do this. How about you? Yes? All right. You guys are numb. You're too cold. I'm talking to Californians, not Canadians. They're like, this is too cold. I can't be here. Uh, hey, well, I got a question as we get into this time of teaching. Ha- have you ever received a gift and you had no idea why they gave it to you? You're like, what, what is this? Uh, our second Christmas in Canada, we were hanging out with some of our really good friends that we had made. And we're over at their house. It's Christmas Day. And our families are just hanging out, having a good time. And I remember my buddy Kyle comes up to me. And he's got this little package wrapped up with ribbon and bow. And he's like, I got a gift for you, Joel. And I'm like, oh, like, thank you. Like, and he hands it to me. And I'm so excited. And I open it up. And it sucks. And I'm like, thank, thank you, question mark? Like, oh, what, what, and I could, but I could see his face. He is so excited to give this to me. And I realized maybe there's something I don't understand about this gift of socks that he's given to me. And he's like, he's like, Joe, remember last winter when your feet were frozen, like, for all five months? And I was like, yeah, it was terrible. I'm like, God, why did you bring us here? Where are we going to die? And he's just like, yeah, I got you socks for this winter. And they're not just any socks. They're wool socks. And they're not just wool socks. They're smart wool socks. That means they're moisture whisking, like he described, like moisture whisking, and they'll keep your feet warm. And I was just like, cool. Let me, I put those socks on, my life changed forever. <laughs> like, it was beautiful. Because, like, when you walk into, like, winter wonderland at Christmas, it's really nostalgic, and you're looking forward to it. But what you don't realize is that January's coming, and you haven't even hit real winter. And then February hits with the deep cold. And then spring comes in March, but no, not where we lived. You're not going to see, like, no snow till maybe May. And it was just like this, like, oh, my gosh, this is winter is forever long. But my, my buddy Kyle gave me these socks that as I slipped my feet into them, it was like I was enveloped in love and warmth and joy and hope and goodness. <laughs> and I was able to step into the season knowing that I would make it, knowing that it would be okay. Because I was given something that I didn't realize at first that not only did I need it, I was actually going to want it. <laughs> So I could step into this life that, that God had called our family to. And, and, and I think God is so like that. He's so like my buddy Kyle. And, and that he wants to give us good gifts so that we can live this life that, that he invites us into. This life that he wants to give us. And, and that there's these good things that God wants to give us so we can step into the life he's actually created us to live and experience. And Jesus talks about this. Jesus talks about how God actually wants to give us good things. That God wants to give us the things that we will need so we can live this incredible life. And and that we can begin to live this new way of being human that Jesus wants to invite us into. And and so if we're going to have any hope of living that life, 
we're going to need serious help. Like if you've been paying attention at all to the things that we've been looking at that Jesus is calling us into, you don't have to do the math very long where you're like, that sounds great, but I'm going to need serious help if I'm going to step into that life. And, and the amazing thing is that God actually wants to show up in our stories again and again and again to give us what we need so we can walk into this life that Jesus invites every single one of us into. Because he's this good father that's like, hey, I am for you. And I want to give you what you need so you can embrace this incredible life I have for you. And so we've been seeing this epic teaching that Jesus gives us, that we've been spending our time just chasing after. Jesus, would you just teach us about life? Would you show us what we need to understand so we can step into this incredible adventure with you? And so we've been spending several weeks unpacking one of his most famous teachings that, that we've affectionately called the Sermon on the Mount, because apparently he was on a mount when he was giving it. So this series I'd call it the Ser- Sermon on the Mat, because that's where I'm teaching from. But apparently Jesus was on a mount, and people were gathered around to hear what he had to say. And so what we're going to do is just continue to lean in, to listen to what he wants to tell us today, to see if he, there's something that we can learn for our stories today that he wants to do a work in our life. So I'm, I'm going to pray for us as we jump in, and I'm just going to invite you to, to, to lean in as I'm praying right now. And, and I don't know where you're at in your journey or your story, but let me tell you, God knows where you're at. And he's so excited you're here listening online or sitting with us today. And so, Jesus, we want to lean in to what you have for us. And so as you, as you speak, as we look at your words, as we listen to what you want to say to us today, would, would you give us ears to hear the things that you want to tell us? Would you whisper into the deepest places of our our lives hope and life and joy that you've got a life for us and and you actually want to teach us how to live it to the fullest. Teach us this new way to be human with you. And so as we're leaning in today, we invite you to come into the space wherever we're at, here in this parking lot, listening online at home, watching this at a later point in time, wherever we're at, we invite you to come and do what only you can do to continue to give us this life you said you came to offer us. Amen. All right, so let's jump in. And here, here's Jesus continuing in this teaching, and, and he's inviting us to pursue God. And so Jesus says these words in Matthew 7. He says, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. And keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And and so here's Jesus inviting us to be persistent in our pursuit of God as we're going through life, trying to figure out the things we need to live this life. And, and, And I love that Jesus says, everyone who does this will experience God showing up in their story. That what Jesus is talking about isn't just for a select few people. This is actually for everyone. So like, remember when, when we started the series, like he, he just sat down on this mountaintop. His, his first followers just gathered around him, and he begins to teach them. But this large crowd gathers as well because they wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And, and he's not just holding his teaching for his little crew. It's like, hey, okay, this is for everyone. And so what Jesus is saying is, hey, wherever you're at in the journey, I believe you, Jesus, I'm following you. I don't have a clue who you are, but I'm curious and I'm interested. What Jesus is saying is this is for everyone, wherever you're at in that story, pursuing God. And and I love that Jesus is inviting every single one of us to step into this moment and to say, hey, if you want to pursue God, you can. Because here's the cool thing about pursuing God. When we choose to take that step wherever we're at in our journey, when we say, okay, like God, if you're real or whatever you are, and I want to begin to 
to look out and, and to chase after you and, and pursue you. The beautiful thing about that is we'll find God because God is already pursuing us. And that's the, that's the whole point of Jesus coming into this world. Jesus said that he came to seek and save the lost, which means that if we, if we need help in life, all we have to do is cry out, hey, Jesus, can you help me? And he's like, yeah, that's why I came. It's kind of like if you've ever played hide-and-seek with a friend and you both start seeking, you're going to find each other. And this is what's going on. And I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at in your journey, your story of faith, your pursuit of this, this, this God, if you want to discover who he is, open your heart to him because he's already waiting to tag you and say, sweet, let's do this. And so this thing that Jesus is talking about, it is for everyone to ask and seek and knock. And then he wants us to understand more of who God is, why this will work out in our favor. And so he goes on and he says, hey, you parents, if, you children, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. I mean, maybe some of you, but he's probably like talking about like parents that are trying. <laughs> and, and he says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Right? And so here's Jesus using this parent-child analogy to highlight something really important about God. And the point that he's making is that if not so perfect people like us can still figure out how to give good things to our kids, how much more will God be able to do that? God who doesn't have any of our issues or hang-ups. God who's able to see us for who we are and offer us good things in our story. How much more will God get this? How much more will God do this for us? God who doesn't get caught up in the mistakes and the issues. God who is so much greater than all of that. And I think sometimes for some of it, it's hard when we think of God as, as a father or as, as a parent because maybe for some of us we didn't have a good one. And the idea of God being that good parent is just like, no, I don't think so. And, and you know, I think what we, we, we need to be willing to, to open ourselves to the possibility is that maybe God is unlike that dysfunctional parent. Maybe God is actually the perfect kind of parent. And if we, if we seek him, he'll show us something really beautiful. And I get what Jesus is talking about, <laughs> being sinful people who aren't so good at this. Like as an imperfect dad trying to figure it out, I totally understand what he's saying because I've desired to give good things to my kids, but I'm not always good at it. So like last, last Sunday, it was Mother's Day. Is that right? Did I got my timing right? I'm so, like COVID, I can't keep track of time. Okay. Last Sunday, it was Mother's Day. And so we, we're, we're hanging out at home and, and our oldest daughter, Indy, she's like, we got to go out. I'm like, well, we've already gone out and everyone's tired. And we're, like, she's like, I, I got to get out of the house. I'm just going crazy. And, and I realized for her, like she's got cabin fever and she needs to get out. And, and I remember I just look at her and I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I got nothing. <laughs> like I'm tanked. And then Christy steps up on her day and says, I got you. And so she takes Indy out, and they just go out. I think you guys go to Target or something. I don't know what you did, but you had, you had a good time because Indy came back full of life. And I'm like, thank you, God, that you're like Christy and not like me. <laughs> that you're never tanked. You're never tired. That you want to give good things to us because you are that good parent who is for us and wants to do beautiful things in our story. And so this is what Jesus is saying. Hey, be persistent in pursuing him. 
ask and seek and knock because he's going to give you good gifts for your life. And then Jesus totally pivots in his teaching and says something that feels like it's almost out of left field, but it's very famous teaching of his. It's what we call the golden rule. And so Jesus goes on and he says, so do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all the law that is taught, of, of all that is taught in the law and in the prophets. And I, I love how Jesus always seemed to have this ability to take things that we so hyper complicate and make them beautifully simple. And here's Jesus, here's what he's saying. Everything that was shown in the old scriptures about this life we were meant to live, like how we treat other people and how we, we relate to God, he's like, okay, let's just break it all down. Treat other people the way you want to be treated, and you'll be golden. <laughs> and it's like, that's just so beautifully simple, Jesus. Look, look at how you're able to take things we complicate and give us a simple view of it. But there's another point in his life where somebody comes up to him and says, hey, Jesus, what, what is the greatest of all the commandments? Like, like if I could understand like the one thing that, that God would want from me, what is it? Jesus doesn't miss a beat. He's like, oh, it's love God with everything you've got. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then he says, and the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Like you want to know what God intended for us, what God desires for us? It's that we would love God with everything we've got and we would love each other with the same good things we'd want for our own life. Again, like how beautifully simple is that? That Jesus is able to do this. But just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Because if you notice how hard it is to love your neighbor as yourself, yeah, you can point at someone that you think isn't having a good time with it too, right? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that how hard it is to treat other people the way you want to be treated? I mean, can we just be honest with each other in this moment, just you and me and everyone else? <laughs> How's that going for you? Like, if you happen to lean a little bit left politically, I think there are a few of us here that probably do that. How are you treating your friends who lean politically right? Or if you happen to lean a little politically right, how are you treating your friends that lean a little politically left? Because if we're listening to what Jesus is saying, oh, I should treat them the way I want to be treated, does that really shape the things you say about them online? Does that really shape the posts you're putting out there? Does that really shape the way you talk about them and interact with them? Oh, it's so simple, but it's so hard because I know I'm right and you're all wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, how, how is that going for you, treating others the way you want to be treated? As we're emerging out of COVID together and we all have different perspectives about pretty much everything about COVID, Oh, you're an anti-masker? <sighs> we should wear masks for the rest of our lives? <sighs> vaccine, not vaccine? It's ugly, isn't it? And yet if we're really paying attention to what Jesus is saying, shouldn't it shape the way we treat each other, even if you have a different perspective than me? And imagine how beautiful it would be if we could take the things that Jesus is calling us to, and do this one thing, what would we show the world around us? We would show them that, hey, we found a better way, a better way of being human together in this guy. Jesus is changing our stories, and he can do something in your story too.
And so this is the thing that Jesus is calling us to. And yet as brilliantly simple as what he says in this moment, it doesn't mean it's always easy, which is why we need to understand what he was just saying when he says to ask and seek and knock because it's connected. See, we need to be persistent in pursuing God for the good things that he wants to give us because what Jesus says and how we treat others is why we need to ask God to give us good things so we can do that with one another. So let, let, let me ask you this question. If you viewed God as a good father who wants to lead you into his best for your life, what would you ask him for? I mean, if you really believe that about who God is, what, what would you ask him for in your story? This is what I ask for a lot. I call it my American dream prayer. God, would you make me healthy, wealthy, and happy? I am so persistent in asking and seeking, knocking God for those things. Like, hey, hello, hello, please, 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 please. And, and yet what I oftentimes get frustrated with is that I don't always get what I want. And in those moments, I'm like, Jesus, what's up with that? Like, you told me to do that. You told me to, to ask and seek and knock. And, and maybe I'm healthy if I choose to get in shape. But, like, I'm not always healthy. And, and wealthy, like, well, com compared to the majority of the world, sure. But I'm a spoiled American, so I don't feel like I'm wealthy. Happy? Come on, Jesus, make me happy. And I, I'll, I'll just be honest. Sometimes I pray to God like he's the genie in the bottle and not my father in heaven. And here's the crazy thing about what Jesus is saying. Jesus never said that God would give us everything we want. What he said is that God would give us good gifts, good things for our lives. And again, as a parent, I totally get that. Because there have been things that my kids have asked me for along the way, and I'm like, no. No, you can't have marshmallows and syrup for every single meal. I know how much you want that, but I'm a good parent, so I'm saying, no, eat your kale because I love you. <laughs> that sounds cruel. <laughs> See, because I, I realize that if I'm going to be a good parent to my kids, I'm not going to give them everything they want, but I'm going to try and give them everything they need. Hey, here's how you love your sister when she totally messes up your, your day. Here's how you actually try to serve other people because that will actually lead you into the best kind of life you could hope for. And see, I think this is what God wants to do. So what, what if the good gifts that God wants to give us aren't necessarily about what we, need, what we want in the right now moments of our lives? What if what the things are is that what we need, what he wants to give us is what we need so we can live the kind of life we were created for? What if what Jesus is teaching us to do is to pursue God so that God will give us what we need so we can live this life he's come to give us. So he will give us what we need. We can live the life we were created for, this whole new way of being human, so that we can become people who can treat others the way we want to be treated. That we can cry out to him, would you help me with this? Would you help me do this brilliantly beautiful, simple thing that I find is so often beyond me? So I'm asking I'm seeking, I'm knocking that you would do something in my story. You would give me what I need so I can become the person that I'm actually longing to be but don't always know how to be 
Would you help me become somebody that's loving others the way you love me? What good parent wouldn't want to help their kid do that? So how do we pray for that? Well, again, this is what I love about Jesus. He's so good to us. He wants to help us understand how to pursue God, how to, how to, how to chase after him so that he can work in our story. And so earlier in this teaching, Jesus actually taught how to pray. He, there's this very famous prayer that he gave that, that's this beautiful model for us if we want to grab hold of it. We call it the Lord's Prayer. I don't know how many of you grew up with some kind of religious background or something, but how, how many of you heard of this thing called the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. And how many of you actually like memorized it once upon a time to get like the gold sticker or whatever? Yeah. Like I memorized it in the King James because I was holy. But I think one of the things that we've done is we've taken this beautiful thing that Jesus has given us and we've turned it into just kind of like this, this mindless tool that we rattle off instead of recognizing, you know, he's actually showing us this incredible way to engage with God. That if we take this thing he's given us and, and leverage it in our life, it's, it's one of the ways we can begin to pursue God, to ask and seek and knock. And so here's, here's what Jesus taught us to do in Matthew 6 about how to pray. And he says this, he says, pray like this. And we begin with, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. And what Jesus is helping us understand is who we are engaging with when we pray. That we're praying to the the God of heaven who is awesome. He's not some old man in the sky passing out lollipops. Like this is the creator of the cosmos who's greater than anything we could hope or imagine. And he's holy. Holy means like you're set apart, which means that when we're praying to God, he's not caught up in the mess and brokenness. He's greater than all of it, and yet he's also Father. So he's not just some awesome deity in the sky. He's intimately acquainted with who we are. And So the first thing Jesus teaches us to do is to pray to this God who is both epic and intimate, who is a part of our story, who's powerful and great and closely acquainted to each one of us. So, Dad, you're awesome. Please help me. And then we continue to pray like he teaches us to pray. And the first thing Jesus says, here's what you should ask for when when we're praying to Dad. He says, may your kingdom come soon and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that what we're, what we're meant to do when we pray to dad is that we're asking that like his good rule would return soon. Because I don't know if you've figured it out yet. We don't really know what we're doing half the time. Like, like we have governments and sometimes they seem to work well and sometimes they don't. And, and if you look at the history of us as a race, we don't do so well for so like, like empires rise and fall, and it's like what's going on? And in what like, so would your would your good rule return? Because God, what we need is you to come and bring your justice and your mercy to this place. Because as much as we know we need it, we're not always good at it. Because our justice so often looks like vengeance, and we don't always know how to be merciful, though we desperately need it. So would you bring us the things that we need? Would you bring us your truth and your love into this world? Would your kingdom come? And would your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Like, would you help me to understand what you desire from my life and then to chase after it with you? 
so that your kingdom would come through my life as your will is done in my life. Because I want to be a part of what you're doing. And then we pray for the things that we need. He goes on, then say, give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And so God, would you provide for me? Like, would you provide for my, my physical needs and my spiritual needs? So when I ask for the food I need, would you give me what I need today so that I can be who you've called me to be today? And would I be okay that what you give me today is enough? I don't have to worry about tomorrow because you're a part of my story today. And then would you give me what I need spiritually? Like, I need this thing called forgiveness in my story. Like, would you forgive me for all the mistakes that I have made, the way I have wronged and hurt other people? Would you give me a better way of living and give me forgiveness? But would you also give me the ability to give that forgiveness to people in my story? Because there's things I need to be set free from because of the hurts that have been done to me. And so would you provide for me both my physical and my spiritual needs? And then we continue to pray as Jesus teaches us. And he says, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So dad, would you also protect me as I walk through life? Would you give me the protection as I need? Would you protect me from me? <laughs> Like, would you protect me from the desires that aren't in tune with you that would cause me to chase after things that would actually lead me away from you? And then would you protect me from this spiritual enemy, Satan, who wants to take me out because I belong to you? So would you protect me and provide for me and teach me how to walk with you so I can bring your kingdom into this world because you are dad in heaven and you are for me? Man, doesn't that seem a little bit different than how we sometimes just recite it because we're in a church service? Because I think that's what Jesus intended for us. Like, this is a framework that he gave us to pray so we could ask for what we need. Like, God, would you provide for me and protect me? Would you move in me and empower me to bring your kingdom into reality? Would you be Father in heaven who's at work in all your awe and wonder but who's intimately acquainted to me as I seek to be your kid in this world so I could have your heart and reflect your truth and beauty and goodness to the world around me? So when we pray like that, I think dad's like, yes. And what dad wants to do is move in and move close to our story and begin to give us what we need so we can become who we were created to be. People who could treat others the way we want to be treated. People who could love our neighbor as ourselves. People who can express God's transforming love at work in us to the world around us. So that's one of our desires as a church is that we would continue to grow in this together so we can have influence in our city and in our county. For his namesake. So our, our desire is that we would be a church that would help others discover and experience life in Jesus. As we love others the way Jesus loves all of us. That's who we want to continue to become more and more and more. And so what I love about this part in Jesus' famous teaching is he's inviting us to pursue God as Father. To ask for the things we need so we could live the life we were created for. So are you asking 
Are you seeking? Are you knocking? Because what Jesus says is everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. So I triple dog dare you to pray like that this week and see what God wants to do in your story. To take a step and, and use this prayer that Jesus gives us as a framework for how you can begin to pray and, and then watch what happens as God begins to move into your story giving you good gifts so you can continue to become the person you were created to be. Put the socks on your feet and trot through winter saying, is that all you got? Because dad has good gifts he wants to give you. So you can live this life Jesus has come to set you free to live. So I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to go into this last song together. And as we're doing this, I want to encourage you to let this song that we're about to sing be a prayer for right now. Like we're going to pray to this good father asking that he'll work in our story. And, and so let this song be a prayer for you today. And so Jesus, we, we want to take what you've given us and, and not just hear it. We want to put it into practice. We want to experience the things that dad wants to give us so we can grow and become the people you've, you've set us free to be. And so this week, we're asking. This week, we're going to seek. This week, we're going to knock. And so would you show up in our story and give us good gifts? Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.